book of Mark, the 13th chapter. I appreciate my brothers and sisters. appreciate you so much. And I thank God for just uh, folks with good attitude. You know, uh, God will work, but we have to make it easy for him to work. Have you ever just been in a place? Be honest. You don't have to say it out loud. Be honest with yourself. You ever just been in a place where God wanted to work, but you were kind of making it tough for him? You kind of holding on to some things. You kind of a little stubborn. Amen. You know, we're all here with a reason. We just want to be saved. There's no other. There's no hidden agendas. I I just want to I want to be saved. I want to help as many people get there as I can. I'm under no delusion that everybody's going to be saved. But uh, I want to do everything, my level best, to help as many people that want to get there, get there. And if that's your heart, it shouldn't be so tough to just go ahead and let God have his way in church. Amen. It ought to be, it ought to be any kind of, uh, these, it's, I know we're living in this day, and I'm so familiar with the battle. People got a lot of mind games going on, and they're suspicious. Amen. What's he really saying? What's he really doing? What do they really mean? And, you know, just, what a waste of time. I've seen people waste their time. They, they grow old in this world just so full of suspicions and full of fears and, and, and all these things that hold them back from just being everything God wants them to be. Amen. And I thank God for people that are just willing to say, God, just work. Amen. So Mark, the 13th chapter. If you have it, say amen. Well, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your presence here right now. Thank you for your help. Thank you for the touch that we've already received, God. Thank you for working, God, and, and helping some here today, God, just to, just to move forward in you, God. And, Lord, I'm believing that, that tomorrow we're going to be heading in a, in a better direction because of what you've done in us tonight, Lord. And, Lord, some strongholds that were pulled down and some, some victories that were won here tonight. We believe you, God. Thank you for healing. Thank you for help, God. Thank you for your touch. And I pray you help us tonight again. Lord, anoint your word. Help me, God, I pray, to deliver, Lord, with a right spirit, God, your heart to this people. And help us all to hear it. Help us to examine ourselves in light of, Lord, your truth. And we thank you. Thank you so much for great truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mark 13, verse 3 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when these things shall be, and what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled. Go go ahead and let you be seated. They're asking, when, when's this all happening? Can I tell you something? Some of it, if you pair this up with with Matthew the thirteenth chapter or, or the twenty fourth chapter, and and also what's in Luke, you'll see there's kind of more than just one question being asked. He's talking about the temple coming down but he's also they're saying when is that going to happen and and tell us about the end of the world too so there are actually some things in matthew 24 talking about end times that's really talking about things that were already already happened when uh when the armies of titus came in and destroyed that temple he talked about how there's not going to be one stone left upon another and he talked about some of the events that were happening there but he also talked about some things that are happening that are going to happen more than likely in our lifetime yeah. And uh, he tells them in verse 5, and Jesus answering them began to say, take heed lest any man deceive you. Amen. That's why we need to know the word. 
That's why we need to be praying. That's why we need to be sensitive to the spirit of God, because there is a spirit of deception in the land today. The Bible talks about how the enemy would come and and uh, with doctrines of devils. Amen. I, I want to be right on the money. Amen. I want to be right on the money. Hallelujah. Take heed, lest any man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. But when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of war, be not wars, be not troubled, as such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles These are the beginnings of sorrows, but take heed to yourselves. Amen. And it starts to talk about it getting personal. It's one thing to hear about wars and rumors of wars. It's one thing to hear about things going on over there in the Middle East and things going over there in the Ukraine and all this. But then he says, now take heed to yourselves. For they shall deliver you up to councils and synagogues shall be be and in the synagogues you shall be beaten and you shall be brought before the rulers and kings for my sake for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what you shall speak. Neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye. For it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. God wants to work through you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the brother shall betray the brother to death. Father, the son, children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death. What a horrible thing. What a horrible, hurtful thing. Amen. Can I tell you something that... That uh, is very, you just don't hear about it all that much really maybe in church. I think we may have talked about it here not too long ago. About how Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. People lied about him. The Pharisees were always calling him a devil. Amen. Always, always questioning his motives, saying he was lawless, saying he was breaking all the the commandments of God and all these things that they were saying about him. And they lied about him. But can you imagine? Can you imagine not not just the hurt that that happened, but when when Judas betrayed him, when one of his own, one that was closest to him, betrays him, sells him out. Betrayal. It's one thing. That they might pass laws against worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Hey, that's that's bad. Amen. It's one thing that they might put you, deliver you up and bring you to court, the councils that it talks about. That's bad. It's, a, it's one thing to say, you know what, we're going to, to execute people that worship God according to the word of God. And uh, it's one thing for the churches in the area that are deceived to say, hey, that's heresy. You know what Paul said? The way you call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers. Amen. It's one thing for those in the community saying, hey, you don't have to do all that. That doesn't matter. Hey, it's the word of God. But to be betrayed by by family, to be betrayed by friends. Jesus knows how that feels. To put your confidence in somebody to feel like they are they are are true blue and and to have them turn against you. The Bible says 
that uh, that would happen even in one place it says, and, and your enemies would be of your own household. That's why it's not inappropriate at all. And that I feel like God is very pleased when we can testify and say, thank God for brothers and sisters. Thank God for people that are praying for me. Thank God for, for a family that loves me and is, is real. Amen. And the Bible goes on in verse 13 and says, You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I, I want to just take a little bit of time with what God's laid on my heart. I, I, uh, I struggled a lot saying, God, I, I just, I, I need some direction. I need some, I, I need you to, to tell me just what needs to be said here tonight. And, and, uh, this was very clear, uh, late, late this evening, praise God. But I want to talk about the hidden challenge of strength because it's going to take some strength to endure. I am more convinced than ever before as I have seen people stumble and fall away, seeing people make choices. To go an easy route, that it's a coward's way. That, like we said earlier, it takes courage. It takes real strength. It has to come from God to be able to stand up in a generation like today and say, you know what? I'm, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. To be able to stand and not not be concerned about what people are are going to think about us. You know what a trap of the devil to every every. It seems like today people are so disconnected from one another, so, so, so handicapped with just how to have healthy interactions, healthy conversations, heart to heart communication. There's a lot of times people come to church and say, I don't like when, when, when people are, are just always worried about how I'm doing. You don't used to a healthy family situation. People are concerned when I'm not in church and people are concerned if I'm not really praying like I should, you know, I don't want to, people care about you and, and you're, you're intimidated by something that's healthy because this society, I told you earlier, you know, we are already just so, so separated by technology and, and, and then, you know, of course we have to go a year and, and not even be able to see each other's faces, put masks on and stay home and, and uh, just just the devil is working so much to divide and conquer us. Amen. To really. But but at the same time, you know, if 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 I, my eggs turn out great, I want to post it on social media and get to see how many likes I get. I want people to approve of every little detail of my life. I want people to to validate everything I do and and. Uh, and, 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 I, and, and people live for that. And it's so unhealthy. It, it's so unhealthy to, to get caught up in, in, in this kind of uh, validation where everybody's opinion, uh, if, if it's not building me up and approving of me, then I'm, then I'm hurt and I'm angry. And, and, and uh, we, we've spent time in that. We can spend uh, so much more that it's it's just so sad. But to be able to say it doesn't matter what's cool or what pop what's popular, what people think about me. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to I'm going to please God. It doesn't matter if people turn from me and that I love and I, that and that I I'll continue to love. But I can't walk with you if you're not walking with me towards Jesus. 
Amen. Praise God. People say, hey, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're leaving me behind. No, you're taking a different path. I'm still, I'm just going to keep walking towards him. Amen. I'm just going to keep living for him. It takes courage. It takes strength. Especially when people are turning against you. Especially when, when a whole culture is, is saying you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're transphobic, homophobic. What kind of, how many more phobias can there be? That everything that you say, well, I just don't, I don't hate people. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody. I'm praying for people. And no, you, you, you don't love us. You don't, have, no, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with sin. And I can't be forced to act like I agree with sin. I agree with Jesus. And if you're sinning and you're mad because I, I, I don't agree with you, then that's not on me. I can love people. And, and show respect to people I disagree with. But if you want me to say I agree with sin, no matter what sin it is, no matter who it is, and, and to act like I think it's not a problem, that's, that's asking too much. That's unreasonable. That's not love. So you hate me. You hate people. You hate sinners. No. Loving your damaged Self-inflicting sins is not loving you. Acting like you destroying yourself and keeping you, keeping your life from Jesus and from blessing, acting like that's no big deal to me is, would mean I'd have to love you a lot less. And people that act like your sin doesn't bother them and they're okay with it and, and they are supportive of it and they want to, they're celebrating your decisions to do something that's anti-God. They don't love you. They're not your friends. They're not your friends. Somebody will tell you the truth. That's a friend. Amen. There's a lot of times, you know, it's, uh, I've, I've bought quite a few meals for people that were hungry, but you know, I won't buy your cigarettes. Right. I won't give you money to, to, to get drugs, but I'll, I'll get you a place to sleep. Right. Amen. Amen. I'll try to help you get a job. I'll drive you all around town, but I won't help you sin. Right. Amen. Yeah. And you can hate me for that and act like I'm not. And that's what's going to happen. We're living in days where people are, are, are trying to control us, but we're free. Right. Amen. We're free. We're free from public opinion. We're free from the manipulation of people saying, hey, you've got to do for me and validate me. Hey, we're free from that. But we're, we're going to help and be a blessing if we can. And the bottom line, people say, oh, man, you need to, to, to help us, Jesus. I'll tell you what the number one goal of the church is, and it is to bring people to Jesus. Not to make ourselves feel good. You say, well, I gave away blankets. I'm not against that. And I help people uh, get into a shelter. I'm not against that. But I'll tell you what, our goal is not so much making society better. It's getting people saved so they can live a life. When you start living for God, God's going to bless you and turn your life around. Amen. You want to you want to see God work and help somebody get on their feet, get them to Jesus and get them in a plan of blessing that they start living for God. And you're going to see communities be better. Amen. Well, what? We're talking about enduring because people are going to hate you when you start getting on track and you find out you want to please God and not them. When you find out that my will has not helped me, so I'm not going to help you with your will. I'm going to help you find God's will. Amen. You're going to be persecuted. 
you're going to be hated. Because if you're not ready to give up sin, you don't want to admit that you're a sinner. You don't want to admit, I don't want God's will. You don't want to admit that I, uh, I don't have time. I'm, I'm, there's very few people, if you ask them, that are rebellious against the will of God. They just think you're unreasonable. <laughs> they get mad at you. You're, you're the one who's expecting too much out of me. Listen to me. That's a lie. God will help you every step of the way. And the church is here to help you see that the answer is in him. It's in a cross. It's in an altar. It's in dying out to an old life and living a new life. Amen. And that's the answer. That's where the blessing is. And anybody that loves you is going to try to help you, nudge you in the direction of Jesus. Amen. But in the process of that, the people you love the most sometimes, they're struggling with that. And so... Again, it's so hard for for a sinner, for a backslider to deal with a, with, with a holy God that's loving them and say, I'm not ready right now. So they have to do all these spiritual and mental gymnastics to twist around their thoughts and feelings and not believe that they're such a bad person, not believe that they're. They're running from God, fighting against God that's calling them on calling them and dealing with them. So. So they get mad at Christians. They get mad at the church. They say, you came across in such a bad way. It's amazing to me sometimes people say, Pastor, you know, you come across real bad. It's not easy telling people something they don't want to hear. It can be tense. It can be difficult. And the fact of the matter is, every time I've ever been told, you know what, I just didn't like the, the way you came across. I thought, I wasn't crazy about the way you came across. How fair is that? And if we're trying to win a medal for best personality, I don't think John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or Moses or even Jesus, you know, if they were making votes for best personality, they nailed Jesus to a cross and said, we don't need you around here anymore. Sad thing is, is we're all just kind of feeble and doing our best and, and, People take the easy way out, try to pick apart rather than get to the heart of the thing that says, I really need to surrender my life to God. Right. I'll talk about to Christians that there's a hidden challenge in your strength. The thing that we have to be very concerned about. And and that is that in all this trouble that we face, you know, trouble's one thing, but when you're hurting when, when people have hurt you, when people have let you down, when people have come against you that you care about and you love deeply, it hurts so much. And you make up your mind, I'm going to live for God, I'm going to serve God, I can't give up on God. But in that there's a hidden challenge, God, help me not to allow my heart to get hard. Job, Job said, in uh, in the sixth chapter of Job, I would harden my heart in my sorrow. Let him not spare, for I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. When you're hurting real bad, he goes on and says, what is my strength that I should hope? And what is mine end that I should prolong my life? Is my strength the strength of stones? Is my flesh of brass? How much can I take? Is not this, is not my help in me and wisdom driven quite from me? 
To him that is afflicted, pity should be showed from his friend, but he forsaketh the fear of the Almighty. You're going to deal with hurt. You're going to deal with, with real hurt from real people that you really care about, and they are... And it's it's going to be the most difficult thing. There's a lot of times that uh, I, I hear people talking about their troubles and their trials, and and uh, nothing, nothing. No, I'm I'm don't have to worry about exaggerating or in any way. Nothing is like what we're talking about now. Betrayal, nothing, no sickness, no tragedy. Amen. You say, well, it's, it's the hardest thing for me when, when, uh, when I'm a loved one, when my, my family member died. I, I can't imagine that kind of pain. But betrayal is much worse. Betrayal. It's one thing to lose a loved one and know that they've gone on to a reward and that God somehow you'll make it. But to, to realize that someone that was a friend was was different than what you thought they were they were working against you they're working against your 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 heart that's 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 so hard and the bible tells us that those things are going to happen paul had friends that he mentored like sons that he said have forsaken me and i'm all by myself except for except for timothy except for luke i think he said in one place and you can see Jesus in, in, in his 12 closest, there was Judas. And don't think for a minute that that is not an example of the fact that, that sometimes hurt is close to home. Hurt is in the last place you need it. When you're looking for the people that mean the most to be that strength and that comfort, show you that pity and be a help to you, that that's where that hurt comes from. And if you're not careful, if you're not specifically like the book of Hebrews tells us, looking diligently, lest by any means a root of bitterness springing up within you trouble you. We've seen, uh, I'm sure I've shared this with you before, I just have it on my heart tonight. My wife and I have had very very strong conversations and with one another and and even with preachers that we've seen we've seen some some people in ministry especially preachers wives get bitter get hard get just kind of withdrawn from from everybody and we've seen it more than just once or twice we've seen it over and over again and and we've made up our minds a long time ago we can't uh we can't let it happen. We've got to refuse to let that happen. We've got to take steps that no matter what, we can't just wish it. We can't just hope for it. We've got to make this happen. We've got to actively realize. And, and, I, and I'll tell you, we've, uh, we've been through some storms. We've been through some hurt. We've been through some, some, some hard battles of the kind that what we're talking about here tonight but we still refuse to let our hearts be hardened. My endurance and your endurance cannot cannot work, can I say it that way, cannot be allowed to just be because my heart has gotten so hard that I, I won't give up, but, but at the cost of, 
of not having a sensitive spirit to God. At the cost of not feeling God's will and God's direction in my life and cutting that off in my life. One place in Job, the ninth chapter, verse four, he said, he is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who hath ordained, who hath hardened himself against him and prospered? Who's ever hardened their heart and never did well? See, what I realized a long time ago is that in myself, in my own ways, my own mechanisms of self-survival, you can, you can get pretty tough. You know, even your body has the ability to, to be calloused, right? Well, so does your spirit. So does your heart. You have the ability to, to deal with a lot of things. But, but I've made up my mind, God, I don't want to be able to deal with it well. I want you to deal with it well. I have to make myself vulnerable. I have to allow myself uh, to be trusting God enough to say, God, I've been through some things and uh, I might have to go through some more things. But it's going to be all right if you are my shelter. If you're my hiding place. I don't have to have a bad spirit. I don't have to always be suspicious. You know what? Are you going to do it too? Are you going to hurt me too? Are you going to walk away too? I don't have to be that way. I can love folks. I can appreciate people. I can. I, I don't have to allow that to say, I, I'll never care again. I'll never love people again. I'll never put my heart out. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's not the way God wants us to be. He, he'll allow us to, to trust people again. He'll allow us to, to, to care again and to love again. Because it's not in us. To protect ourselves. You say, brother, that don't make any sense at all. Well, you know what? It doesn't. <laughs> because it's not your figuring it out. And you're in your, your way of keeping yourself safe. That's that old nature. That you might have done really good with. Amen? You might have been really good at just hiding your true feelings and holding them back. and But inside, just getting harder and colder and, and less caring. And, and you just... I tell you, spend some time in the presence of God. Spend some time with a Savior that could put His hand on, the sh- on your shoulder and say, "I understand betrayal. Enduring through the storms means you're going to f- endure hurt. You're going to endure betrayal. You're going to endure some church problems. You're going to endure some family problems. You're going to endure people lying about you and gossiping about you." And you know what? After a while, if you really pray and if you'll really let God be God in your life, you'll say like the psalmist said in, I believe it's Psalm 2, let the heathen rage. Let the people imagine a vain thing. God, they're in your hands. I'm not wishing bad on anybody, but praise God, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. I pray God makes them right. I pray God gets them saved. I, I pray God just, just, but I, I'm not going to waste my time trying to defend myself and, 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 and guard myself. I'm just going to go ahead and keep loving and God, let that be in your hands. Oh, what, what if you do all this to be friendly and kind and they turn, to, turn on you like, like they did before or they turn on you like others did? Hey, you know what? I did it for God. And God's the one that's going to bless me. And God's the one that will bless you. You just keep trusting God. There's a, there's a, there's a challenge in endurance that you got to search your heart and say, are you enduring? Because you learned how to be 
you learned how to stop feeling. You learned how to be hardened. You learned how not to care anymore. Or are you enduring because God's got his arms around you and he's hiding you in that secret place in the Most High? There's a shelter in him. There's a safety in a time of storm. My best defenses will fail me. My best defenses will, will cause me to miss out on God. But if I can humble myself and just give it all to him. I don't have to figure out. I don't have to spend a lot of time thinking what's going to happen if they say this or do this. I just say, God, I want you to lead me and guide me and help me to do exactly what you want me to do. You'll give me the words to say when I need to say them. And I don't want to miss that. I I know. I tell you what, I I fight the same battles you do. I really do. I I I think ahead and 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 I think, well, I don't I don't even I'm just going to stay in bed. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with people problems. I don't want, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry to let you down, but when, if I start thinking about it and I start thinking about it in my own strength, I just want to run and hide. I, I just want to say, God, I'm tired of it. You know, I don't want to play games. I don't want the drama. I don't, I, I'm the same way. God help us. But, but when I pray and I say, God, let me see people like you see them. Let me have your heart towards them. And help me to do my part. But God, if, if you lead me like Paul, then, then you know what? He, he was hurt. If you lead me like you, you went to a cross. And yeah, but he said, I'll be with you. And that's the most important thing. Hardening your heart sometimes will, will cause you to miss the voice of God uh, leading you and guiding you and to do his will. This is kind of a side note, but I really feel like I need to add this. Somebody needs to hear this. As much as we are trying to say, stay sensitive to the Spirit of God in times of trouble, in times of persecution, in times of betrayal and hatred, there's another scripture I just want to add here in the end of this message. It's in Proverbs 29, verse 1, that talks about another kind of hardening of, of our lives. And as much as I feel like this church needs to hear this whole message, I feel like this last verse, I saw this and it just felt like somebody needs to hear this tonight. Proverbs 29, verse 1, He that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. There's another type, just in closing, of Not so much as hardening ourselves because we're calloused for all the pain and the hurt we've been through. But I want to tell somebody today, if God's dealing with you and dealing with you and dealing with you and dealing with you and dealing with you. And you continue to harden your heart. You've got a promise. The Bible says you shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. Don't push off the voice of God trying to help you get things right. Don't push off too far. You say, well, I know, I know, I know from our perspective, we say, God, is, as long as there's breath, there's hope. But God, God cuts short sometimes because of our rebellion. When God is merciful, you say, oh, God, God, God dealt so harshly. I'm telling you, God's calling people today. 
God's dealing with the people you're praying for. God's dealing with your lost family. God's dealing with our, our, our loved ones. And just like, like Abraham prayed for Lot, and I believe it was his prayers that got Lot out of Sodom. You can't just keep pushing God away. You can't just keep hardening your heart against the voice of God that's saying, please, just come to me and be my son, be my daughter. Don't, don't harden your heart against the voice of God. Don't, don't ignore God. When God's calling you to humble yourself, when God's calling you to, to repentance, when God's calling you to, 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 to forgiveness, let God, let God work in your life. Can we bow our heads, please, in prayer? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, can we reach out to God? Lord, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Help me pray, church. God, God, you're so good. You're so merciful, God. You're so kind. I believe there's people in this congregation that have been hurt so deeply, God, that have been hurt, Lord, and I... Lord, how how we hate that. How we hate it, God. How we, Lord, just knowing these days are so evil and knowing, God, that there is hurt and betrayal and persecution in our in our lives, God. We we need one another more than ever. We need your power, your presence, your help more than ever. Hallelujah. God sees the the burdens you're carrying. God sees the hurt that you face, the, the problems you've been through. And it's why sometimes we're just weak. We're just doing our best trying to survive and trying to live for God. And, and, and we go through some, some hard trials. We're enduring. But God, I'm praying, Lord, don't ever allow me to harden my heart. Don't allow me, Lord, to... to to get past feeling. Help me, Lord, to, to be sensitive to You and let You, Lord, be my shelter. Not a calloused heart, not a hardened heart, but God, Your presence sheltering me that I can hear from You, that I can be led by You. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, this altar's open. Why don't you find a place to pray? Lord, God right now. Can you be humble? Here I am, Lord. Here I am. God, you're talking to me. God, you're dealing with me. I've been through some things. I've been through some hurt in my family. I've been through some hurt in my in my church, God, even. I've been through some hurt among friends. I don't want to be, I don't want my heart to be hard. in your life yet. God's not done working through you. Oh, but don't allow. God's waiting. God hasn't returned yet. He's reaching for souls. He's reaching for those we're praying for. But we have to face some hard times. We have to face some trials getting through it. Lord, help.
help me not to respond with a hardened heart. shelter. Keep us protected from the hurt. Lord, help us to just continue to pray. Pray for those that use us. Pray for those, Lord God, that have hurt us. Pray and do good. Lord, is your word for us, God, help us to live it. Help us to do it. Now bless, Lord, your people, I pray, God. Shine your light through us, God. Open doors that we can minister and serve others. Shine a light that they can be saved. We love you. We thank you, God. Keep us safe as we travel, Lord. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, church. God bless you.